Well, looky here. Back at it. Welcome back. That's right. Thank you, partner. Uh, missed you last Monday. I know. What were you doing? Um, probably uh, sipping on a couple and uh, thinking about life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, I had myself one of those very profound vacations. Uh, but, you know, I'm just thinking driving in. I was living my best life just three days ago. Uh, first round of golf of the year, mm-hmm. 80 degrees. And now look. I know. Looking out of the picture building windows, depressing. Well, mid-April uh, in our great state of Michigan. Uh, lots to discuss, as always. That's why we're here. Uh, it is the sports book here on 760 WJR. Steve Courtney, happy to be back with my partner, Jamie Edmonds. Hi. Uh, Blake is also here. Hello, Blake. Steve. I wasn't allowed to talk last week because Ken Brown was here. So it's <laughs> nice that I can be a part of the show again. Welcome back to you as well. Thank you. I was just talking to Jamie before going on. She got herself a dose of mean Ken Brown. <laughs> yeah, well, you got to be careful with KB. Uh, he's all right. He kibitzed. Yeah. Oh, he's a kibitzer. Yeah. Uh, one of these days he's going to kibitz about something people care about. Did I say Whoa, that? Oh, <laughs> burn. Kenny, I'm only kidding. You know that. Uh, we're also joined by a guy who's, uh, you talk about a life over the last 36 hours or so. Uh, our esteemed producer, Nick Roddy, who is also the producer of Michigan Panthers football. Heard right here on WJR. Things went extremely well in Memphis yesterday, the season opener. Yeah, both on the uh, radio side and on the field. So it was a good opener for uh, season two of the USFL. Yeah, congratulations to yourself and uh, good friend Chris Renwick and my Spartan buddy Jay O'Kulkrick. Uh They had the call, and uh, it was very, very good. And then there was the tr- the trip home. Yeah. Uh, that went on home. and on yeah. and on. Wait, you're not on like a team private plane? We were on the team private plane. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, I thought yeah. this was commercial problems. No, no, this was uh, charter issues. But you can control what you can control, and um, team was great. They, uh, we stayed an extra night in Memphis, but yeah, we made it back safe and sound, and yeah, we're uh, getting ready for week two. Yeah, a uh, very nice twenty nine thirteen season opening win, as I mentioned, over the Houston Gamblers, and. Uh, Josh Love, if you didn't know who he was going into that season opener, uh, by golly, you do now. The San Jose State product, uh, 19 of 21, 216 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, The Houston defense really didn't have a say in the proceedings. But Carson Strong also saw some uh, action at that QB spot, and he was five for five. So you talk about a couple of dudes pretty much having their way with a D, Nick. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, Josh loved the newly minted USFL player of the week for week one um, overall for uh, offense, defense and special teams. So, uh, yeah, they had a couple drives where they couldn't quite put it together, but they outscored uh, Houston 20 to nothing in the second half, really kind of took it to them on all phases of the of the ball. So it was a it was a good opening win for the Panthers. Well, and, and, and they're hoping to get home 2-0. So uh, we'll see what comes next weekend. Well, Mike Nolan, the uh, new head coach of the Panthers, uh, quite a resume as an NFL defensive coordinator. And 
uh, kind of flexed the muscles of this uh, Panthers team on that side of the ball, holding Houston to 196 total yards. So not a bad way to start there either. No, and they've got some, I mean, they've got some guys on this team. Uh, if people aren't familiar with this team yet, they're coming home to Ford Field in two weeks. So they're going to play a game in Canton next Sunday against the Philadelphia Stars. And then they're going to return for to Ford Field for week three. But there's some guys that Lions fans and Panthers fans need to know. Breland Speaks uh, had three sacks. He used to be on the Kansas City Chiefs. He was on the Chiefs the year they won the Super Bowl in 2020, but he was on IR. He was just, I mean, he should be in the NFL the way he was playing yesterday. Well, the question I mean, is then, Nick, and you're describing him very well, athletic. I watched the game, saw him make a couple plays. The question then becomes if a lot of these guys in the USFL are NFL caliber, why aren't they there? Um, he's had some injury issues. And like Coach Nolan has talked to us about, a lot of these guys are. They've gone through some things personally. Uh, he wouldn't really delve deep into individual stories, but um, these are guys who've probably had it rougher than others growing up and, and in the college, and, and some of that might be self-inflicted, um, so they're kind of looking for a second chance. A lot of them had injury histories. There's a couple older guys who have played it a couple of years in the NFL and and fallen out and trying to get back. Um, so th- there's kind of all different kinds of stories in the USFL. And the good news is for the USFL is these players are locked in for the 10-week season. So they can uh, put 10 games on tape and then uh, hopefully get to an NFL training camp, but they can't be poached like after two weeks by an NFL team. I see. I like another Josh on the team, Josh Butler from Michigan State. I did a story on him. He had that great story with his dogs and, you know, he overcame a lot of you know, family issues and I just like him a lot. So I hope he gets a chance through this. Yeah, he uh, he got a call from Coach Nolan at like 3 a.m. one day, and he took the call. He packed up his truck and drove out to Michigan. Are the dogs here? Yeah, the dog. I, I believe so. Yeah. Remy I mean, and something. Dogs are famous, Jamie, right? Yes, they have their own Instagram. And I just tell him I say hi. Hey, I really enjoyed meeting him and doing his story. It's interesting uh, the way um... – this thing is set up because you were telling me earlier today that the Philadelphia Stars were also playing in Memphis. Yeah, uh, so Philadelphia is also located in Detroit. So the two teams both practice at Eastern Michigan University. Right. Um, and so they kind of travel together for road games. So Philadelphia played in Memphis uh, against Memphis on Saturday, and then the Michigan Panthers played in Memphis on Sunday. And so then they both traveled back together. And now they play each other next week. Yeah, in uh, Canton, Ohio, as a matter of fact. Tom yeah, Benson that game Hall would be Stadium. in Detroit. People are kind of saying, why are they playing in Canton? Right. That game would be in Detroit uh, if Luke Combs wasn't having a concert at Ford Field. Oh, Luke Combs. So just scheduling issues. With it's going to be a good show, though. It's yeah. going to be a good show. <laughs> My son's going to be there. He just talked about it today. I said, yeah, I, I, I know the name. Uh, but uh, Blake, you know, people in country music, can mm-hmm. he, can he move to Pine Knob? Make it happen. <laughs> uh, he's probably, it's a little. I cold. would say one of the five biggest artists in the world right now, or at least in the U S wow. shouldn't say world. He's huge. You're actually saying something nice about somebody. Yeah. Mr. Positive. He's really good. Look at you over there. Let me ask you this there, Nick. Um, 
been a part of the broadcast and you were there uh, week one for the USFL. What was the vibe? I mean, what was the attendance? Um, was there tailgating? Uh, was there partying of any sort? Yeah. So, I mean, for the Panthers game, there wasn't a huge crowd. And there, I mean, I'll just be honest for the, the Memphis game on Saturday, there was a very decent crowd there. Um, it seems like the home teams the are home drawing team, sure. fans. Uh, so for the Panthers game on Sunday, no, there wasn't a big crowd. Um, it was probably mostly friends and family. Um, but I, I think the four hubs of the USFL are all expecting good turnouts from their home team. So that's probably a, uh, what they're going to try and solve maybe next year is getting all teams kind of in on location. Um, but for now, yeah, Michigan didn't really draw when they were in Memphis, but uh, Memphis certainly did the day before. All right, and there again. was tailgating. There were, uh, there were liquid uh, okay, sandwiches. And, okay. All right. Okay. I'm, I'm warming up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the uh, home debut at beautiful Ford field uh, going to be on April 30th against the New Jersey Generals. Going to be uh, 4 o'clock. All right, Nikki, uh, get yourself some rest. Uh, you right. made it home. Everything's good. Thanks, guys. Go Panthers. All right. You know, watching that yesterday, I see the allure, uh, but I'm going to be completely honest, and I think this is what the USFL is going to be up against. You know, guys like me, perhaps like you as well, Jamie, uh, that are huge sports nuts. Uh, nobody loves football more than us, but it's April. I find myself being in a golf, baseball, playoff hockey starting tonight, mm-hmm. playoff basketball underway. Mm-hmm. That's the mode I find myself being in. I enjoyed watching it, and I and I certainly understand and appreciate the understories of what we're discussing here. But I guess you know the Panthers continue to win. I'll I'll be there. I think I kind of feel the same way as you, but let's wait and see what happens here. I mean, way back in the day when I was in college, I interned for an arena football league mm-hmm. a team. That kind of caught on back in the day, and people were interested. So, like, let's wait and see. Well, Doug Peterson, uh, the uh, fine head coach, got a lot of respect for him, uh, currently with the uh, Jacksonville Jags. And uh, he was there on site, and they were talking to him. And, you know, from his perspective, and this is, I think, the battle cry of today's USFL. Certainly a hell of a lot more than their first uh, run back in the early 80s. Um, a feeder league to the NFL. Okay. Now, he's there, obviously, looking at some potential talent. And I thought it was interesting what Nick said, uh, that they can't be poached. Because, look, talent is talent. Mm-hmm. And if you're an NFL executive and you're seeing somebody with a tremendous upside, uh, albeit game one of the USFL season, you're thinking, hmm, you know, we have a need. Could Why this guy be the guy? Why don't we bring this guy in? I right. don't know. So uh, we'll keep you posted. Meanwhile, uh, the Tigers supposed to start a three-game homestand with the Cleveland Guardians tonight. That is not happening. Uh, as a matter of fact, they called it relatively early. Uh, it is going to be made as part of a doubleheader, which will begin at 110, 1-10 tomorrow afternoon. It's going to be part of a straight doubleheader. The Tigers, they're kind of on a run, aren't they? They've won three straight. We'll talk more about that as we continue with the sports book here on 760. WJR. Well, once again, for the second consecutive game, the Tigers have been washed out. Kind of a bizarre 
postponement yesterday. Uh, Tigers and Giants supposed to wrap up the three-game weekend set at 110. Now, uh, at the Courtney Abode in beautiful Livonia, at 110, it was sunny and I think 65-ish. Still relatively nice. So I want to watch the Tigers. They've won three straight. And I put them on, and I, they're in a rain delay. And I'm thinking, what, what is, what's happening here? And the tarp was on the field, and it's like, huh. So I look at the radar. Uh, it's only going to be for a little bit. The bottom line is, James, uh, and you were probably uh, at DIV, the studios. Yeah. Uh, they were saying there was, after the initial delay, there was probably a two, two-hour, 45-minute open window. Well, the way they're playing the games these days, they could have played it. Yeah, we were talking about this, you know, before we started the show, and I don't quite understand why they didn't just get the game in. But, you know, Paul Gross, our guy from Channel 4. The Wizard. Yes, he still advises the Tigers. And I'm looking at something he put out, and he said that it was MLB's call, not the Tigers. Usually the home team makes these decisions. He said it was MLB's call, and it had something to do with, like, the pitchers need 40 minutes to warm up, and then all these factors. It was very complex. But now the Giants have to come back for one game in July. Yeah, July 24th, as a matter of fact. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because uh, when they made the announcement of tonight's game, the opener against the Guardians uh, being postponed, I've never seen it. It was a rather lengthy statement about player safety and fan comfort, which it all makes sense. It does because it's absolutely miserable out there right now. Freezing outside. Not a good night to watch a ball game. That's but for darn sure. But I feel sure. like opening the opening days in the past have been played in weather like this. And if it wasn't opening day, chances are. But when they opened up Comerica Park, you were still in Pittsburgh at the time in 2000. Yeah. It was absolutely horrible. It was cold. There was sleet. There was a little snow. Had a little rain. Back to sleep. If it wasn't opening day and... A brand new ballpark. There ain't no way in hell that game would have been played. But anyway. You know what I was doing in 2000? I was in high school. Huh. <laughs> Interesting. I was seven. Oh, oh, oh that's, that's wonderful. That's, <laughs> well, I, look, if we're going to be talking ages here in 2000 for the opening of Comerica Park, we had the Tigers here on the blowtorch at the time. I was just happy to be there as a spry 25-year-old. <laughs> Huh? Yeah, whatever. Okay. Uh, now, here's the thing. Uh, back to the Tigers. They've won three straight, and you're talking about a ball club that needs something like this after the 2-9 and nine start. Uh, and it was a thrilling, dramatic uh, first couple of games against the Giants. Uh, Tigers win in 11 innings in both. Nick Maton with the dramatic walk-off three-run shot on Friday night, then Miggy doing what he does Saturday. Uh not a whole lot of people on hand, but whoever was there just enjoyed the hell out of it. I mean, who doesn't love a walk-off? I think that's the best thing about baseball. And so even when the team is not projected to be that good, they could be good in that one night and have a walk-off and give the fans something to cheer for. I like it. And something else that needs to be pointed out, and by golly, we're going to do it right now. Uh, you go back to Thursday night in Toronto. Uh, Javi Baez in the second inning. Uh, gets on with a double. Uh, okay, that's awesome. Need to see more of those. Good job, yeah. So then there was a fly out to center field. What does Javi Baez do? 
bolts for third, of course. <laughs> and I'm I'm screaming, watching this unfold. What what do you? There's one out, dude. He's doubled up. Yeah. And to his credit, AJ Hinch. They showed him taking Javi in the uh, tunnel. And exactly what he said, I don't know. But my guess, James, would be something along the lines of, "Dude, we've lost six in a row. You're a veteran. You've been playing this game all your life. You didn't know that there was just one out. Right? Can't have it. You're done. This is your job. This is what you, you know, make money doing. How do you not know how many outs there are? I get <clears throat> the T-ball kid doesn't get it. Sure. But come on. But you're Javi Baez, right? You're looked up to on this relatively young Tiger team. And this is what you're going to do. Now, to his credit, uh, when was it? Friday, two hits, two RBI, had a double. Then in Saturday's ball game, two hits, a double, two more RBI. Did he get the point? Well, I think so. And I think the numbers speak for themselves. I think also... You know, A.J. Hinch talked about now Javi feels locked in. So did it take benching and kind of a little embarrassment? Maybe. But maybe there's a good outcome now. Well, hopefully, um, because just word on the street, talking to some folks, uh, Javi likes himself a little Javi. Okay. All right. Look, you're a professional ball player, blah, 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 blah. But... If you're going to have that attitude, you got to be able to back it up. Yeah. And what he did Thursday night, certainly not uh, what you need to do. Oh, and by the way, even with the nice couple of ball games he had against the Giants at the plate, you're still hitting 184. Right. It was like 122 before that. Exactly. So. But, again, I like to finish negatives with a positive. The dude's got leather. He can play shortstop. There's there's no doubt about that. But if you're on a Tiger team that is going to be battling night in, night out for Ws, you got to show up every night. Yeah. This a, is, a little bit of humble pie is fine with me. This is my second experience with uh, Javi Baez being a Cubs fan, and he's the most frustrating player. I Like, just from watching those old Cubs teams – and how fluky he always has been throughout his entire career. And when he's on, he's so much fun to watch. But well, he's off, it's it's bad, bad. You know who's been fun to watch is Nick Maton. Yeah. I mean, this kid can play. He's made some nice stops at third. Uh, he also is the uh, home run leader on the Tigers right now Woo! with three. Granted, we're 14 games in. Uh, but he also leads a team in RBIs with nine. He's been fun to watch. Riley Green. Uh, is Riley Green. He's hitting 232. Spencer Torkelson showing some life, hitting 214. Uh, Spencer, though, second, I believe, on a team in RBIs with eight, and he's got a home run for his efforts. So And Jake Rogers. Jake he Rogers love the dude. Yep. Look, I, think they, I hope they get on this three-game winning streak, whatever, but just make it fun for the fans, at least in the summer. Have some walk-offs. Make it interesting. You know what was fun to watch? You know, being in his last season and all. You know, just the big smile on Miguel Cabrera's face after the walk-off single. First as a pinch hitter. Yeah, and, you know, what's interesting is everybody knows what the deal is. You know, he's the greatest Tiger hitter I've ever seen and been around for a little bit. Um, I say that 
statement without prejudice. I was a little too young to take in everything LK line was all about. Um, but, you know, just to see that smile on his face, because that's the way he went about playing this game. Mm-hmm. You know, always, you know, when he was playing first base on a regular basis, somebody would get on. He'd talk the uh, ear off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, forever. Yeah. And laugh and, and, and this, that, and the other thing. So it was so nice to see. And, uh, you know, again, I think this team really respects A.J. Hinch. And what he did with Baez last Thursday night was something that he had to do. Had to do for the player and for the team. You can't allow that to go on because the other players are watching too. Right. Well, we'll see. Uh, again, a doubleheader getting underway at 140 uh, tomorrow. As a matter of fact, I will give you the uh, pitching matchup for that tilt uh 140 game one eduardo rodriguez will get the ball for the old english steers he's 0-2 4.50 the era then the nightcap around 440 matthew boyd who was supposed to get the start like 10 years ago or <laughs> i mean he's been waiting and waiting very patiently uh he's going to go in the nightcap matthew 0-1 era of four uh as always we want to thank our Great friends at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort for their support of what we do here on the Sportsbook. As a matter of fact, there's some pretty exciting things going on at Soaring Eagle. We'll talk about it as we continue with the Sportsbook right here on 760 WJR. You know, Jamie, it just seems like, uh, well, a week ago I was recovering from the Super Bowl party at Soaring Eagle. Um Man, they know how to throw a party. It's fun up there. No question about it. And as it turns out, uh, with that in mind, uh, a week from this Thursday, you know what's going on. The National Football League draft. (laughs) And uh, leave it to our good friends at Soaring EU Casino and Resort to throw an NFL draft party. And then some. Let's talk about it. Happy to have with us Tanya Barty, Advertising and Public Relations Manager for Soaring Eagle. Tanya, how are you? Steve, Jamie, hi, good evening. I am fantastic. I'm actually down in Ascend right now. I decided to have dinner down here tonight. So, yeah, we're going to throw a party next Thursday. We want everybody to come up and have a good time. Well, let me just say this. Uh, Maybe you heard me going in there, Tanya. Y'all up at Soaring Eagle certainly (laughs) know how to throw a party. Yeah, we've we've had a, a time or two to practice, so, but thank you. Yes, I did hear you lead in. Um, it's awesome. Uh, yeah, we um, we are going to throw a draft party, NFL draft party here in Ascend, uh, Thursday the 27th, like you said. Uh, starts at 6 o'clock, and we're going to offer $2 drafts, half-off wings. Our very good friend and amazing partner of ours, Herman Moore, will be here. Bill Simonson will be emceeing. Uh, we've got some Michigan sports legends that will be on our stage, Q&As for folks. And, of course, we will all be watching our Lions make their draft picks, which we're all excited about. I mean, I was there for the national championship game a year ago, and that was really fun. Yeah, can That's you when, believe it? Yeah, when everything opened, more than a year. Yep, yep. So our, our, how are things going? Are things different now? Or tell me. Um, they're different, but for much better. Like it's a learning curve, right? We had our, we opened our, we turned Ascend into a sports book lounge and, and came on to the, to the, 
to the betting world and the online world. And um, I tell you what, it's been amazing. It has been, all of us can't believe it's been a year um, since we opened Ascend, since we launched our online platform. Um, and we just continue to grow and have fun with it and throw parties. Uh, it's a reason why we have, we have the Ascend Sports Book, so we could throw a good party. <laughs> just being there, as a matter of fact, Tanya, like I mentioned for the Super Bowl party, uh, it seemed like uh, business was gangbusters. And, you know, talking to CeCe, uh, when you were putting all the platforms together and all the work and all the red tape that comes along with something like this, for it to turn out like it did and being put to use as it is, that's a hell of a success story. It, it, it is. And, you know, a lot of people in the beginning asked us what took Soaring Eagle so long. Well, I, and I'll, uh, this is the wholehearted truth. We wanted to make it our own. We didn't want to bring in third-party vendors. We wanted to make sure that all the revenue was put back into the state and given back to the players on the platforms in the sports book. And that's why our tagline made in Michigan made for Michigan is truly how we see it and why we took so long and made sure we did it right. So yeah, it was a long, it was a long road, but we got there and I'm so proud of the team that we have and the supporters and all the media partners. And yeah, it's been phenomenal. We're just ready to, to, to do it again. Now, Tanya, uh, as far as the draft party, six o'clock Thursday night, the twenty seventh, the beautiful Soaring Eagle. Yeah, um, is that that's open to anybody that wants to stop by and take in that tremendous atmosphere? Absolutely, absolutely. Yep, there's no cover charge. You come on in, you take a look around, listen to Herman, some of the sports guys, watch the draft, and like I said, two dollar drafts as well, half off wings. And if you're not a wing person, we got burgers. So, you know, we got it all. Yes, you certainly do. And I've imbibed and they are top shelf. Uh, (laughs) Now, uh, with Herman Moore being on hand, the dude knows the game. Uh, Is he going to have his his, uh, good buddy Lomas Brown there by any chance? Lowe is no stranger to a party either. No, Lowe Low has been here for our Super Bowl parties. He is an amazing friend as well. I am not sure um, because it's obviously they're both Lions players and it's draft day and he may yeah, have other commitments, but, but his name did get thrown around. I'm not saying yes or no yet, but it was thrown around. <laughs> oh, Lomas's name has been thrown around time and time again. Some, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, there's also <laughs> some very exciting news as it applies, Tanya, to outdoor entertainment. Uh, you guys yeah. are certainly not landlocked up there in uh, <laughs> no. beautiful Mount Pleasant, and you're going to put some of it to good use, I think. We are. We are. So um, we have a venue outside that uh, we use for summertime that seats about 13,000 people. So we just like to bring in 13,000 of our friends. We'll throw up uh, this summer. We got Willie Nelson and Jelly Roll. We've got uh, Kane Brown. We've uh, we've got uh, Godsmack that's going to be playing Disturbed. So we we have a whole genre all summer long. And then uh, July first, I think it's a Saturday, we're going to have a big monster truck fireworks show because uh, our fireworks show is pretty phenomenal. If I don't say so myself. Wow. Oh. <laughs> I, I no, I I can't imagine uh, any corners being cut when it comes to a nice fireworks display. No, no, we um we rival with the uh, a city about forty five minutes away that sits on the bay, so uh, we know how to throw a fireworks show. <laughs> I mean, it's snowing now, but eventually it'll get warm. Eventually, yes. yes, I hope so. Eventually, well, let me just say this, Tanya, in closing with you, um, having been up and had the pleasure of being at Soaring Eagle quite a bit, uh, you got to tell uh, top shelf staff up there. Uh, Thank you. You know, it is top to bottom. Uh, everybody's very helpful. Uh, they're very cordial. Friendly. 
And you know what it is in these crazy times, Tanya? Everybody enjoys what they do. It's an amazing place to work. I have been here almost 25 years in September, but I started when I was 12, so oh. so we're good. <laughs> but right. yeah, it's, uh, it's phenomenal. And just to recap, Tanya, our top story for that draft party going on Thursday night, April 27th at your fine establishment, getting underway at 6 o'clock. Did you say something about draft beers half off? Uh, no, $2 draft beers, half off wings. Oh, okay. Yeah. That can that can be made to work as well. Let me just tell you yeah. that. His eyes <laughs> yes, just got huge. Yeah. Well, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, Tanya, thank you so very much for your time. Much appreciated. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Jamie. Have a great night. You too. That is uh, okay. Tanya Barty, Advertising and Public Relations Manager for Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Uh, once again, that fine establishment uh, making what we do possible. And what I say, and you've experienced it. Oh, yeah. Uh, parties are another level up there. Yeah, and that that ascend is really great. It's fun to be there. You have the casino, but then you go in there, and it's all about sports. And if Herman Moore is going to be there, they have that stage. Oh, yeah. I think that makes it fun. Yeah, Herman's going to put on a show, as he always does. Um, and, you know, let's just talk about this for a little bit. Um, because we've all enjoyed the NFL draft for a long time. Now, I'm still debating and chime in on this Blake uh do you prefer it kicking off on a Thursday night I think it's been what seven eight years that they've been doing it this way it used to be Saturday Sunday I like it I think it it ups the interest it's quite the event I mean I can't believe how much people care about the draft and what the NFL has done to get people involved like this it's insane the only thing we're lacking is yet another mock draft if somebody you know what? Could, My world would be made if there was one more mock draft. If if somebody knows where to get one, please let us know. <laughs> you want to just run through a seven-round mock draft right now? We can just, me and you, just kibitz <laughs> about it. Jamie, chime in. I know you're a big, you have all the 40s down. I know you do. This feels like something you guys should do in your own time. <laughs> well, you know what? There's, is there is there uh, something in the middle? Because either you really, really dig the NFL draft. Or you're lukewarm and you're you're interested, but it's not like a religion to you. And we all know Ken Brown, uh, people who it really is top, just huge. I am always fascinated by the people in the audience at these drafts, and like they like cheer loudly, and it's like, do you really know this player? Like, how many you know routes have you seen this guy run? Well, Jalen Carter uh, was in visiting with the Lions today, as a matter of fact. And uh, KB said he thinks he saw him at the airport. He had to go pick up one of his daughters. (laughs) I don't. I, I can't imagine you. <laughs> wow. Missing. KB's got the flight tracker. This is like us weekly. Yeah. <laughs> Under the guise of having to pick up his daughter. TMZ. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to be very interesting to see where Jalen Carter goes. Yeah. Uh, there is so much vetting. I'm sure that has gone on with this young fellow, with the unfortunate tragedy, the accident uh, down there in Georgia, and then the dude put on nine pounds. Uh, between the combine and pro day or something like that. And you might've been stress eating a little bit. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that. We've all been through it. But then he comes out and he says, he's not going to talk to any team picking after 10. 10. All right. Confidence. 
then he didn't, you know, really do any drills uh, at the combine at his pro day. Whatever he did participate in was not pretty. So there's that. Now, listen, with the Lions and every other team in the National Football League, they do their homework. And remember, who was it uh, from uh, McShay? He was the one that tweeted out that there is some great concern about the character of Jalen Carter. Yeah. And he caught hell. And then everything starts to unfold a little bit. Now, having seen quite a bit of Georgia Bulldog football with my son-in-law and daughter and grandsons being in Georgia, you know, and and by the way, back-to-back national champs. Go dogs. Uh Jalen Carter can play. Now, does he make an easy transition to the NFL? Well, that's and, why you bring him in and you talk to him and you get to know him. Bingo. Because, look, you can read about somebody. You can talk to people about somebody. Uh, you can talk to family, friends, former teammates, teammates, whatever. You're not going to get a real vibe on the dude until he's sitting across from you. Right. And, you know, you get into the whole body uh, English stuff and, you know, whatnot. And, you know, how does this guy respond to conversation mm-hmm. and scenarios and everything else? Hey, look, man, we, we've we heard, and you know Dan Campbell, he's going to... I don't think he'd mince words. Not at <laughs> No. You know what, man? We've heard that your work ethic is questionable. How do you defend that? Right. Or, or they're looking to trade down and they want people to think that they want Jalen Carter. Like there's some of that too, smokescreen stuff that goes on in the NFL. I don't know if it's going on with the Lions or not. Well, of the gazillion mock drafts that are out there, there are, there are a few saying that he falls to six. Well, I think the betting is six and a half. That's the the line for him. Yeah. Hmm. It's going to be very interesting. I'll tell you what, that could be the, the uh, sub story going into the draft where he goes Mm -hmm. steve you think i have a a gambling whatever i will not bet on the nfl draft i'm just i do not do that i don't indulge in that okay it's a little too much for me well look at you mr mr above board over there (laughs) (laughs) Uh, minor league hockey i'm all in though well yeah and it's a great time of year by the way we're going to talk about that in just a bit. Is this your favorite time of year? Yes. With the NFL draft, baseball in full mode, golf working uh, uh, its its way back into our lives, uh, NHL playoffs, NBA. Yeah. Well, I just love the NHL playoffs. Love I do it. too. Love me a little NHL playoff action as well. Uh, all right. We'll take a break, come back, and uh, put the finishing touches on this edition of the Sportsbook here on 760 WJR. Not a whole lot of time left, but indeed, the National Hockey League playoffs getting underway on this Monday night. Uh, before we uh, get into that, um, your Penguins. Yeah. 16-year playoff run uh, over. Yeah. You want to What's bring it the up? Vibe? Okay. Um, the vibe's not great because I was home in Pittsburgh to go the final regular season home game with my dad. Right. And all they had to do was win their final two games and they were in. And they lost in front of us to the Blackhawks. So there's frustration. They there. lost in front of you. Right, right there in front of us. I'll be darned. How could they? I know. The nerve. Um, well, look, we were 
not that long removed from a 25-year consecutive playoff run for the winged wheelers and it stings it definitely stings but much like the red wings they were just making it to the playoffs and losing in the first round so right changes needed to be made all right uh update you quickly uh in carolina hurricanes with a one nothing lead over the uh islanders uh that is at the end of the first period as a matter of fact just ending uh meanwhile in boston the bruins on the home ice where they went 34 4 and 3 during the regular season, uh, they have a one nothing lead now on the Florida Panthers. Who uh, else? David 13. Pasternak. How about that, huh? That Bruins team is just something. I know, but when you win the President's Trophy, you often do not win the Stanley Cup. Well, historically, you're raising a good point. Uh, and the nightcap tonight, 9.30 start uh, in Dallas. The Stars and Wild will get together. Meanwhile, in the NBA... A couple of playoff games tonight. The uh, 76ers playing host to the Brooklyn Nets. Philadelphia up 21-17. Philly with a 1-0 series lead there. Meanwhile, late night tonight, 10 o'clock, as a matter of fact, the Sacramento Kings and Steph Curry and the Warriors getting together in Sacramento. Uh, You've got the Kings up 1-0 in that series. How long do you think that's going to last? Well, I just had Corey Woods, if you know him from M Live on SFE last night, and mm-hmm. he was saying, "Don't count out the Golden State Warriors, don't count them out." And then they're zero and one. Too talented, but you know we'll see. Uh, but getting back to favorite time of years, I know Blake, you're a football dude. Um, I'm saying probably late August for you is your favorite time of year. Yeah, because also you have baseball playoffs, right? And college football starting. But this is, and if you incorporate March Madness, mm-hmm. that segues into everything that's going on right now. It, it is pretty special. I would pick this time of year, especially if you add March Madness as the like lead-in. Yeah, and there's a lot to be said, obviously, about you know with college and, and the NFL. Masters. It's this time oh, of year, Blake. Sorry. Yeah. No. And just golf in general. You're not a golfer. No. You don't appreciate it. No, I don't need Jim Nance to whisper to me. Sweet nothings. I'm good. Thank you. Wow. Did he just bring Jim Nance in? How dare you? God. You are not one of his friends. No, I am not. That's how he sounds. That's not how he sounds. That's not how he sounds. He whispers. I don't need he to hear it. I don't need to hear it. So, man. Okay. You know what? Uh, one of these days, I'm going to find, and I don't know how long it's going to take, I'm going to find out something you really, really like. College football. It's overrated, dude. <laughs> you can't even. What's you can't say that with a straight face. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Wouldn't you rather uh, be working on some veal recipes? I really and... like both of you. Sorry. <laughs> well, you know, look, to each their own. Right. But Agree to disagree. There is so much going on right now. You know, and Michigan Panthers football. Yes. <laughs> Heard right here on WJR. Uh, it will be interesting to see in this sports crazed city slash state how everything works out. You know, look, the Panthers are certainly doing things right with their $10 tickets. And we were talking about families, James. Families could go. And you know what's good for the Michigan Panthers? The Wings and the Pistons not in the playoffs right now. 
the tigers it. aren't great, maybe people like it. Well, you know, over the weekend doing research at a pub, which I enjoy doing from yes. time to time. Yes. Uh, I got you some got buddies. A PhD. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for pointing that out. Uh, had a couple buddies say, yeah, they're going to go down there and watch some uh, Panthers football, 10 bucks. You know, I don't know what a beer runs, but, you know, I, I, is that discounted too? But, you know, it's nice entertainment. Don't knock it till you try it. All right, Blake, appreciate uh, your positive vibes as always, my as friend. As always, no problem. Show put together by the one, the only Nick Roddy. Had himself a, a time there in Memphis. Partner, let's do it again, shall okay. we? Next right. week. Great. It's the Sportsbook right here on 760 WJR.